Hello and welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host and 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports, Emiliano Emil Fergoso. We are coming to you live from our homes and I am joined by my co-host, my producer extraordinaire, my Niners faithful fan, Nate Littlefield. Nate, how you doing, man? To quote the great John Lynch, <laughs> I will say this, six picks, busy day, a really good day. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm just spit up my water. That's yeah. <laughs> you had me laughing there. Uh, wow, yeah, a busy day. I and mean, we will get to the Niners and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's takeaways from a busy day three for them. They had six total draft picks today, um, culminating of nine total in this draft from day two and day three. They were the only team to not have a first or second round pick this year, and yet they had nine total picks. So I mean, they had opportunities for depth. Um, some good hits, some not so great, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, first, you want to talk about the draft as a whole, because this is probably one of the most unpredictable drafts we've had in quite some time where we really weren't sure how it was going to go, who it was going to fall, where people were going to draft at, who was going to trade up, who was going to trade down. It was kind of a mixed bag of tricks after Bryce Young was going number one to Carolina. We already knew that. But once that happened, it was like really a, a free-for-all. And how it turned out was a, a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and I think everyone thought the Niners were going to make a trade, and they did. So that, that those nine picks were originally 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think really anyone's surprised that they did that. 11 picks is, especially that late, is almost too many if mm-hmm. if – if I don't sound crazy saying that, but I think, yeah, there were some surprising moves by the Niners. Uh, the draft in general, uh, obviously the glamor trade uh, early on to start the draft really, yeah. really, really shook everything up. Uh, but you know, that's, that's what we like. That's what we like as fans. I just, I, I we're talking about Houston, right? Yeah, obviously. Houston yeah, and the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't know, everyone who listens to this podcast, we're going to cover the biggest kind of takeaways from the draft as a whole and then go into Niners a little bit later on and kind of the prospects, how they're shaking out and stuff. But for overall for the draft, the biggest surprise, and it started off early, was the Houston Texans trading back into the, the third overall pick after selecting C.J. Stroud number two overall to draft Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama with the third overall pick. They traded the 12. They traded a first next year. They traded a third next year. They traded, I believe, a third this year as well. So they traded four draft picks to draft, in my opinion, the best defensive end in this year's class. I think Will Anderson is a blue chip player. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I just that that's just how good I think he's going to be. I think he's a unique blend of of strength and speed and bend that guys like him they just don't come along very often. Um, if you're looking at people in the past, I would say I would have Will Anderson higher than any of the ones last year, higher than Aiden Hutchinson higher than um Kayvon Thibodeau, higher higher than um what's the Jack Trayvon Walker. Um I just think Will Anderson Jr. is gonna gonna be a home run pick and I cannot believe that Houston did it. I'm glad they did because it's if you want to restart a franchise, that's how you do it. You make big moves, big splash moves like that and just congratulations to me to Domingo Ryans and that Houston Texans. They got a revitalized franchise right now. Well, yeah. Well, here here's the thing. From like the white collar standpoint, the the front office standpoint, Nick Casario is their is their GM, 
Mm-hmm. And kind of the way the league works now is it's like a rotating door for uh, GMs and head coaches, right? Like, yeah, you you don't last super long uh, if you if you're not good within a, a few years, right? So mm-hmm. you're on the hot seat pretty quick in the NFL. Yeah. So why, well, honestly, why not swing for the fences and get two top four picks, you know, back to back? So I it's I don't blame that blame them at all. Uh, wow. Shout out to D'Amico. D'Amico knows his guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it was a great move by them. Uh, in hindsight, you know, I might sound stupid saying that, but they <laughs> they swung for the fences and they got what they needed. You know, they got they got their guy under center, and then they got just an absolute playmaker mm-hmm. on on the defensive end. Yeah, and I, 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 we had heard rumors that the Texans were going to pass on on a, on a quarterback if it wasn't Bryce Young. If it wasn't Bryce Young, they weren't going to take C.J. Stroud. They weren't going to take Will Levis. They weren't going to take Anthony Richardson. They were going to take uh, Tyree Wilson, or they were going to take Will Anderson Jr. at the number two spot. I never really believed that because after last season, it was pretty clear that Davis Mills was not going to be the future quarterback for that franchise, and they need to get someone in there while all of this good momentum is happening with the, with the hire of D'Amico Ryans, with just the revitalization of the franchise and how the aura around the organization feels this year because of D'Amico's hire, they need to capitalize on that in a big way by, by getting their franchise quarterback of the future. And, and now and there was an option to do that. And I'm just kind of glad that they didn't think too hard about it and just say, you know what? Stroud's got a really nice floor. His ceiling might not be as high as Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, but he's got a really nice floor, and he's he's better than the options that we probably have right now. And hopefully, he can lead us to, to bigger and better things. The AFC South. Yeah, and you know, off the field, he seems like a great guy, and mm-hmm. that's kind of who Houston needs right now. Mm-hmm. After all, they've just—I mean—they've just suffered from a PR standpoint as a yeah. franchise for so long, and they're kind of the butt of the joke uh, in, in their division in in the NFL. Uh, so it, it's good to see them make make some moves like that, and they seem like at least right now a competent franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to move on to the next uh, kind kind of big thing, which was um, well, obviously you got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, one yep. and two, two QBs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number four, Anthony Richardson goes yes. to the Colts. So <laughs> I was a little worried about Seattle drafting him pre-draft because I know the ceiling. He's would you agree with this high risk high reward guy? He was my he was my number 2 quarterback. Okay. okay. Do you, do my you guy. think he's high risk high reward? Oh, he is the highest risk and highest okay. reward. Okay. Okay. And and why 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 is that? Why? Because he is a mix between between Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. That's yeah. why. He okay. actually he actually is. That. He calls himself Cam Jackson. He actually is. <laughs> okay. So him going if he went to the Seahawks, I would have been a little worried. I would have been like, okay, so he's got a good coach. He's got a good organization. He he has a better chance there than he would at a lot of places to flourish. He goes to Indianapolis, a place where they the Niners play him once every four years. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not too worried about that. Uh, but I just I don't know. And I know you disagree with me on this. I don't know if he's going to pan out there. I really don't know. Okay. Obviously, the intangibles are, are like that. I can't, I mean, we always talk about this, and it's poor analysis. But like that, it factors there. The size is there. The skill is there. But can it all come together? And the Colts have been such a – I mean, they've been borderline a disaster in, in the past few years. They've had really high expectations. 
mm-hmm. and just have not met them. Yeah. So I I don't know what to expect from them. I really don't. No, I, I trust me. I understand that the Colts have been, had, especially last year, their their offensive line was a mess. They just couldn't get anything going offensively. The quarterback situation was, you know, a ghost town because it was Matt Ryan and Nick Foles and the carcasses that that is. But I, I think a lot of it was similar to how the Jets view themselves right now, and that they were a quarterback, a good quarterback away from being a playoff contending team. And the Colts have a lot of weapons still. They still got Jonathan Taylor. They still got Shaq Leonard on defense. They still got a lot of people. They're the offensive Their line. Their line still in pretty good shape. Okay, yeah, 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 you're saying okay. They still, they still got, they still got a, a lot of veterans there, and that's kind of the philosophy that these teams want to have with their franchise quarterback. Is they want to get a guy with these high upside because if he overperforms in those first four years with that rookie deal, they have so much availability cap wise to go surround him with talent around him and stuff. And so that's kind of why I think the Colts making this move makes a lot of sense. We'll see how he fares his first season. He's probably going to need a year or two to, to really understand the NFL offense and get better with his accuracy and decision-making. There are still questions there, absolutely. But I think just from a pure talent standpoint, and I have a friend of mine who's a, who's a Colts fan from college, um, he was fired up, elated, because he thought that they were going to draft Will Levis. And while Will Levis is a, is a lot a, of people thought Will yeah. Levis would have been gone by then. That's another. Yeah, we'll get to that. In a we'll, we'll get to Will Levis in yeah. a second. But getting a guy like Anthony Richardson, it shows to your franchise that you are willing to take the risk to be the be- one of the best teams in the AFC. And if and did I say Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? Whoops, I think I I think I had you a said brain you part. said you the Colts thought or he thought the Colts were going to take Will Levis. Yes, yes, he thought the Colts are going to take Will Levis. And by taking Anthony Richardson, it tells to him and to his franchise and to, and to everyone who is a Colts fan that yeah. they are willing to take the risk to try and be the best team in the AFC. Because if because Anthony Richardson pans out, he could be the best quarterback in the AFC besides Patrick Mahomes. And I'm, I'm not even joking there. Okay. I really think he could be that good. Like he has all the intangibles to be – a standing quarterback and just the, the 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 running ability mixed with the mixed with just the athleticism and just the can of an army has. I mean, I'm I, obviously he's kind of a draft crush of mine. I don't know if you can tell, but oh um, oh really? I can't tell. By you can't, think he's can't be tell. the best quarterback. I, I wanted to go to the Raiders. I really did. I really yeah. wanted the Raiders to trade up to three and go get him because I I just I love this kid. Do you I think mean, the Raiders could have could have got him to where he needs to be though? No, I think the yeah. Raiders are. I, I, we'll get to the Raiders in a minute. They actually had a good draft today. They actually had a good draft, which is really rare for them. So we'll get to them in a minute. But um, I, I think just in the situation he's in right now, Shane Steichen is the head coach there in Indianapolis. Why does that name sound familiar? He was the offensive coordinator for Jalen Hurts last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to run a similar offense with, with Anthony Richardson, not making him do too much as a pocket passer because that's not his game. He's a scrambler. He's a read option guy. He can throw the ball, but he's not a pure pocket passer. He doesn't have to be. It's the NFL for crying out loud. There's so much overlap between the Colts and the Eagles over the year. I mean, if, even with Minshew now, but you look at Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. uh, you look at um, uh, Frank Wright. Uh, it, it's 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 weird. I, I don't yeah. know what that's about. No, it's it's. I I see the connections. I get it. But on the Anthony Richardson standpoint, I just think that there are a lot of worse places he could have gone to. And Indianapolis and Seattle were kind of my top two places for him. So I'm actually really happy that he's in a functional franchise, not in a non-functional one. 
because that's going to really be important for his development. It's all about development with him. It really, really is. If he doesn't have the right structure around him, he's not going to develop the right way, and he will not be a good player. But because he has good pieces around him, he has Jonathan Taylor in his backfield. He has Shane Sykin calling call offensive plays. Um, he's, in a, he's in a small market, so there's not as much distraction. It's all about football. I think that's going to benefit him, and I think that that could potentially mean he could be a Pro Bowl, All-Pro quarterback. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're moving along the list here. I know, I know, you hate to move away from your crush like that. Uh, let me pull up my list. Love my guy AR fifteen. Love my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah clearly. Uh, yeah, we could skip over the Seahawks. Devin Witherspoon. That that's fine. Carizon, uh, Car- Cardinals move back. Tackle. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Whatever. Eagles, the Eagles, it's kind of a rich get richer situation with, with this, them. Man. I, can't uh, I, I don't really want to get into this uh too long if you if you don't care. I just I, I whatever with the Eagles. Like they, they had a really good draft. They did. Um Dude, they made I don't, some smart moves. We should just change our name to the to the, the Georgia Eagles, the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Like I I don't know. It's like it's like a breeding ground. It's yeah. literally a breeding ground for them. I don't get how they stole Ke- Keely Ringo in the third or fourth round. I mean, that dude was a top 50 prospect. He yeah. had some character issues, sure, but what's the best place to go when you have character issues? Philadelphia. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, they're stealing. They're, they are they steal Jalen Carter, and I, I have my own qualms about Jalen Carter. I really do because of the weight concerns and, and the effort and all that stuff. There absolutely is there. Then they still know a Smith who has none of those issues. He's just raw, but he has all the physical traits. And then they get Keely Ringo later on. And then they get someone else. And then they get someone else. I mean, it just kept adding on. Like you said, the rich get richer. And yeah. the Eagles, man, Jesus. All right. No more Eagle talk. Yeah, no more Eagle talk. I'm sick of the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about the other quarterback. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise of the draft would yes. be Will Levis dropping. I mean – that is that's the biggest surprise, right? Mm-hmm. That that yeah. that's shocking. So yeah. what that tells you is obviously the Titans are done with Malik Willis, yeah. uh, right? So <laughs> yes. I mean that that was that was a given, yeah, uh, kind of before the draft. But the fact that this man slipped into uh, the I initially thought it was the first pick around two. Uh, it's the second because yes. the Dolphins lost their pick this year mm-hmm. because of this little Tom Brady fiasco I, a few years ago with Brian Flores. Don't, don't get me don't get me started with this whole. Don't, okay, I won't. I don't. I think tampering shouldn't be, shouldn't be penalized. Whatever. Okay, and that's a pretty significant uh, penalty. But so yeah, second pick of the first round, the Titans take Will Levis, quarterback mm-hmm. from Kentucky. He mm-hmm. was being projected as a top five pick for. Yes for a lot of people so that just goes to show i mean what does anyone know that's such a that's a huge drop that's a yeah. huge drop to 33 so i i mean i think it's a good pick for tennessee they clearly have more issues than qb but qb is high on their list um yeah. uh we'll, we'll see what he does uh <laughs> they, they did a good job i think snagging him right there i think you kind of have to kind of have to get him uh, you, if he was available, did you see the video of him get of, of him getting the call? Uh, no, I didn't. I saw the video he, of him with the girls next to him. Oh my god, that was yeah. Dude, they went to the green room so many times on night one. I felt so bad for him because there's an interview out there from like a year or two ago. He's like, I don't want to go to the 
to the draft to the draft. I'm not going to get picked in the first round. I only want to go if I know I'm going to get picked in the first round. That's super embarrassing. Uh, yeah. And literally, he spoke it into existence. And uh, I so guy. bad for him. <laughs> he doesn't. He didn't yeah, deserve that. Right. He didn't yeah, deserve it, right. man. Quarterback, um, like, and look, I, I'm I'm not impressed with Will Levis. I will just openly admit it. I'm not. He could. He's probably the bust in this draft. He probably is. But for a guy who was revered to go top five and probably go to the Colts at four, I mean, the Colts are trying to throw a bunch of smoke signals out that they wanted Will Levis all the whole time. Um, for him to drop all the way out, it's like, man. And then to hear about this foot concern or whatever the heck that was, it was like, dude, really? Really? Yeah. Like, I, it just, it just, unfortunately, the NFL draft machine, it, it got caught up with, with Will Levis. And he was, there's always one player that drops that no one expects. And unfortunately, and surprisingly, it was a quarterback, and that's that's kind of where we're at now. And I, I'm fired up for Will Levis though because he was fired up in that video. Like he's so excited to be a Titan. He's so excited to be working with 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 uh, with April because also yep. he's a New England guy. That's why. Well, he's so, also he's got there. he's also playing with a chip on his shoulder now. And let's hope that chip is more Aaron Rodgers than it is Josh Rosen. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> let's let's hope <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, going to be a more relevant player and good for the titans but yeah just just very fascinating story from uh day one slash two of the draft another guy i want to touch on real quick and if you want to interrupt emil and tell me any guys you specifically want to talk about these are just guys i'm interested in and that i think you might be uh someone we talked about a couple weeks ago was uh, a local guy marte mapu for played for sac state he ended up going in the third round, pick 76, to the New England Patriots. And uh, that made me happy. That We didn't know exactly where he was going to go. We felt, or me personally, I felt like the three to five range. With the peck tear, you didn't really know. I, I had no clue. Uh, but he goes to the Patriots. He goes to Bill Belichick. Yep. It's a very, very unique place to play football. Mm-hmm. For all you know, I'm sure everyone knows how crazy Belichick is. Obviously, defensive minded guy, but great for him. Get healthy, uh, local guy, fantastic. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled they went to the Patriots. Like uh-huh. if he if he wasn't going to the 49ers, I'm thrilled he's going to the Patriots. I think they're going to figure out a way to use him correctly. Uh, I I I just do. I I whether I think last year was kind of a, was kind of. Um, I don't know if it was a warning sign for Bill Belichick that his career with the Patriots is ending, but I, I I felt like it was maybe a flash in the pan. It's a it's a one off season. The seats think, the seats warming up. Maybe you think the seats getting a little warm. It's getting I know a little him warm. and Robert have a little bit a little bit of quality. There's some tension there. Yeah, there's always tension, but that's that's kind of Bill. Yeah, and their their QB could be career backup, maybe out of the league. The guy Which, that they we'll, Mac Jones. We'll, We'll get to in a second because they didn't have to take quarterback in this year's class. Yeah, so that, that's interesting. Yeah. But in, in terms of Marte Mapu, um, he just shined at the Senior Bowl. Like no one really knew who he was. He wasn't even a, he wasn't even invited to the combine. Okay, he wasn't. He he shined at the Senior Bowl, and they were like, "Who is this guy?" What, what, what? they couldn't even recognize the helmet. It was the Sac State Hornet. Okay, no one knew who he was. He was a state school in California. No one really knew who he was. Marte Mapu, I, I'm so thrilled for him because he it plays like a bat out of hell. And he is really, 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 really good. And we'll see how he comes back from this pec tear. Usually the people or players are fine to come back from a pec tear. Um, but Marte Mapu, man, I, I'm thrilled for him because I, I think that they're going to find out a right way to use him. And they're going to use him 
um, in a sub role, I think, kind of in a sub linebacker role, coming off as a blitzer, coming off uh, playing in Pekaska, which kind of do a do-it-all kind of guy. But I think that Marte Mappa was going to do really, really well in New England. And I'm I'm, I'm just thrilled to see a Sac State guy go, go as high as yeah. he did. I'm, even though I'm a UC Davis alum, yeah. I can sit back and go, yep, that's cool. It really, uh, it really is. Yeah, one more thing I want to ask you about, mm-hmm. more of a position question. In the first two rounds, only – uh, three running backs went. How how do you how how do you feel about that? Well, is, the, is the position being less val? Is there less value on the position now? What what what's the thought process? Because I think Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are a big part of this of of the running back losing value. Oh, absolutely! I, I, look, the running back, the running back position compared to what it was ten years ago is dismal diminished it's just it's just not the same the role of running back is just not the same the value of running back is just not the same you can get these guys off the free agent wire it seems and they can plug and play i mean just look at jordan davis last or jordan mason last year you know look at uh, you know ty davis price third round whatever like he didn't even play trey sermon third round didn't play mason beat both them out like these running backs are just really, really interesting. It's a really interesting spot. And I think frankly, and I'm going to say this right now, there shouldn't have been, there there shouldn't have been more than one running back taken in the first round. There really shouldn't have been. And frankly, the first two rounds probably, but that's just my opinion. I just, I get a second round taking a running back. I understand that because it's all about, especially with the first round, because it's the way it works in the drafts that if you, it's a first round draft pick, you get a fifth year option on them. Ever with every other draft pick does not get a fifth year option. Okay, um, here here's the thing though the one of those picks was pick twelve from yeah. the Lions who ended up dealing. He was he was kind of on the block, but they ended up dealing Swift to who else? The Eagles. Yeah, don't give a uh, Yeah, so I mean, if if you think that's your guy, go ahead and grab him. I, it's hard to blame him for that. And so far, Dan Campbell's been a good coach for the for the Lions. He's been who the Lions need. So if if that's who we want, if that's his guy, if he's if that's their rah rah guy, go for it. I I don't I don't blame Detroit for what they did. I I I I'll be nice. Um, I I I wasn't very kind of in my in my in my draft uh, in my yeah. draft grades on, on on night one. I was not because they still had DeAndre Swift at that point, though. No, no, no. I I kind of figured. Sw- so I kind of knew Swift was on the on the outs anyway. I just yeah. watched Hard Knocks last year. I kind of tell they they didn't like what they were seeing from Swift. They they like the effort they were seeing from Swift. Um, and that's all, at, running back is really about effort. It's obviously skill and talent too, but it's about effort. Do you really do you care enough? Are you going to go the extra yard? Are you going to turn out yards? Are you going to run through that tackle? It's a hard position to play. It's a hard nosed position to play. You got to really have a knack for playing running back. If you're going to do it, otherwise you shouldn't be playing it. But in terms of drafting a running back with the first, I mean, I mean, Bijan and then J- Jameer Gibbs were the first two running backs taken in the first round since 2018. You know who that last guy was Saquon Barkley. Okay, when yeah. you draft a running back, you're drafting a guy who can be an All Pro. Bijan Robinson was probably going to be an All Pro. I don't know about Jameer Gibbs. I feel like the Lions could have traded back further into the 20s and still gotten Jameer Gibbs. I just the, the value for a running back is so down, and I think the Lions had other ish, issues to, to to fill out. I mean, they don't even have a tight end right now. Their tight end is Brock Wright. Okay. Oh no, sorry, Sam Laporte. They drafted Sam Laporte, but still. Um, like I, I just thought there were other positions they could they could have filled, 
there at then running back for some. I just I don't know. I just thought plus they 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 signed Dave Montgomery. You know they can get people off the street. They let they let Jamal Williams just walk for six million. They could have yeah. had Jamal Williams back. Montgomery uh, is not reliable though. I no, think he's, he's a very good player, but he is not. He cannot be your number one back. I mean, I th- I, I I don't even yeah. He, look, he's not reliable. I get it. He's not reliable. But I would have rather paid Jamal Jamal Williams $6 million and just drafted a better a better position need. You know, they could have drafted a linebacker there. They could have had, they could have, they could have gotten Brian Branch. And while they got Brian Branch later, yeah, they could have had Lucas Van Ness. They could have had Jack Campbell. They could have had Christian Gonzalez. They could have had Jackson Smith and Jigba. They could have had um, another corner. Like, there, there are just more positions of need, in my opinion, than running back at that spot. But. If he works out, he works out. His comp is Alvin Kamara. If he turns into Alvin Kamara, that's a win. I agree. Uh, okay. I think it's Niners talk now. What do you think? It is Niners talk. Now. It is Niners talk. So you mentioned tight ends. We're going to get into that with the Niners. Kind of. I was at least surprised by that. But do you want to talk about their first pick or arguably the most flashy thing they did first? And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You mean taking a kicker? Yes. Uh, not just <laughs> – yeah, and trading basically. Yeah, trade – yes. Their trade and taking a kicker and Rich Eisen just losing it over the Niners taking a kicker. Did you see that clip? I, I was watching NFL Network. Of course I was yeah. that clip. Yeah, uh, so he – I saw a comment that was like, it seems like the Niners just drafted Rich Eisen's son. He's so excited and proud. It was mm-hmm. – uh, it got me pretty hyped though. I did not know that – um moody was you, you know i'm I'm high on the moody train right now after rich eisen you know borderline broke down into tears talking about him and you should be i'm I'm gonna say that a hot take niner niner nation listening here that did not like that pick i understand i get it i wouldn't have taken him in the third round but you gotta look at the, the situation and kyle and and john explained it best we didn't think he was gonna be there in the fifth round we thought he was going in the fourth we were nervous about him going at 100 frankly um and it kind of turned out to be true I mean, the Patriots drafted a kicker and a punter in back in back to back rounds. They drafted a kicker in the fourth. You know, that's what that's when the run of kickers started going. Was Anders Carlson? I think was in the fifth or sixth. Um, and Jake Moody is the best kicker in this year's class. I mean, he has a absolute cannon of a leg. I mean, that dude can kick. There's a video out there. I don't know if you've seen this, Nate. He had a 69 yarder. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. Like the 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 dude has an absolute leg. His thing, his issue is accuracy. He had a, he didn't have an accurate year last year, but he made all of his PATs. So, while at the end of the day, you want a kicker to be accurate, the power is what you really what you're really looking for transitioning from the college level to the NFL level. And Moody has that. Moody has a lot of power in that leg. And so that's what makes this so exciting. Is that you're you're going off of the of of Robbie Gold, and we'll get to Robbie Gold in a second. Um. And now you're going to this guy, Jake Moody, who's 23 years old. He's going to be your kicker for a decade, at least. Um, and he's probably going to be good because he is, without a doubt, the best kicker. He won, he won the, the kicker award, I believe, last year. I don't, forgot the exact name of it. Um, but he he really I, – I like the I, – I, it made sense. I said it made sense. Well, I wouldn't have done a third-round kicker because I just think it's a little too high for a kicker. It, it made sense. They needed a kicker. They couldn't rely on um, – Zane Gonzalez. Thank you. They couldn't. Yeah. ASU legend Zane Gonzalez. Thank yes. you. Yes, and up. you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't rely on Zane Gonzalez. <laughs> no, yeah, no offense, ASU. No, 
I tr- no, no, trust me. Zane yeah. wasn't even that great at ASU. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you bring in competition competition for for Moody with Zane Gonzalez. Now you have a backup plan. Say Moody doesn't work out. You at least have something. <laughs> you at least yeah. have another kicker there you can rely on or something. I don't know. But I'm 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 excited for Moody. Moody's fired up to be there. And then with Robbie Gold. I don't know if you know this. Robbie Gold gave Jake Moody the torch. Yeah, he called him, right? Yeah, he called yeah, him. He's yeah. good friends with, with Robbie Gold. I didn't yeah. realize this until we talked to him last night. He's very good friends with Robbie Gold. And they, they've talked before. They've I talked about, about the Niners. He's telling them on the Niners how great it is to be here. And um, and that's what's just so exciting is is that, he, is that he's been talking with the Niners and that he actually said he wants to be a Niner. And that that's cool. Okay, that's really cool because kickers stick around for a while. They, you want them to. And so, yeah, Robbie Gold endorsement, I'll take it because Robbie Gold was as reliable as can be. I'm here for it as well. I'm, I'm I'm not mad at all. I'm I'm really not, and I've said this before, I am a uh, trust Lynch Shanahan guy t- yeah. uh, till I die just because because I'm not very smart and I I'm emotional so I like <laughs> to just I like to just hop on hop on the train with them and they've done so much good for this franchise so far you, yeah. you can't be upset with that especially when you have so many picks in in yeah. these later rounds so yeah let's go Jake Moody uh Rich Eisen son I'm I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy you're on our team you know uh, the, you know the best pick was though right tell me yeah, the best pick was. I, I think I think you know what I'm about to say here, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Okay. Jair Tig Brown. Yeah, we have to, yeah. This was, dude, yeah, they were so smart to trade up for him. And they gave a lot of capital to get him. They really did. They gave up two other picks for him, plus the plus the back pick that, that they gave up. So to, to go up to 87 from 102, it was it was not an easy jump. It was 15 spots. Um but to get a guy like J- Jair Brown, who wanted to be a Niner, too, I should just say that, wanted to be a Niner. He loved the vibe. He loves Steve Wilkes. He he loves what we're running here. He loves Huff. And he loves Gip, too. And this dude is just a baller, mate. He's a baller. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he can do kind of it all. I'm curious to see how they use him with Huff because they're both kind of similar players. They're not as great in coverage. But I think he can develop with the year behind Gibson, like Hafanga did last year with Jaquise Tart, uh, or year prior, I should say. And going into that second year, he takes the starting spot behind, in front of Gip, and Gip retires or does something. Who knows? But I think setting up your safety spot with Hafanga and now Tig Brown, we call him. You know why he's called Tig, right? Oh, fill me in. He's called Tig Brown after Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Because he bounced, he was as a kid. He bounces around a lot. <laughs> okay, all yeah. right. That'll, great, that'll be great nickname. Okay, great nickname. I'm not going to call, call him Jair. I'm going to call him Tig. This is a great okay. nickname. Tig Brown's awesome. They're going, they're all going to call him Tig. Um, this guy is cool, and he's posted on Inst- on social media already with Niners gear and Let's Go Faithful and all this. I'm, I mean, I it's a home run pick. It could be yeah. a home run pick. He could be a Pro Bowler. I really think that. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I. I hope so yeah i think he's a he's a just a stud everywhere and yeah i i don't think he'll have an impact immediately and that's why he was a a third round guy but the niners you know making their moves obviously they were going to make a trade Mm -hmm. just when they did it and kind of who they did it for 
they made the right decision bolstering that that secondary yeah. with a guy long term that could be around for a while high upside it's exciting yeah um, i mean i mean first team big 12 two years in a row uh, um only played three years but mustered up 153 total tackles i mean two uh 10 interceptions nine, nine tackles for loss four and a half sacks nine pass defenses. I mean, he kind of just does a little bit of everything. Well, and yeah. Cause he could point. also be, he could also be our nickel too. He could be a nickel yeah. guy if, if he, if he had to be, so he can definitely get some minutes this year uh, with this team. Yeah. Him and Womack are going to go at it for the nickel spot. I guarantee it. he's going to try and fill that Jimmy Ward spot last year that, that Jimmy held down. I, I think him and Sam are going to have a real fun training camp together. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I'm watching highlights of him right now, and yeah, he is. He does remind me of Hufunga the way he plays because I'm I'm just seeing him blitz off the corner, yeah, and that's that's so Hufunga just jumping routes and because it, it's they're, awesome. They're, they're gonna play two disguise, so basically they're gonna they're gonna tr- they're gonna they're, they're gonna fake jailhouse break basically put put Huff up and put and put Tig up as well, and then one of them drops back, and they yeah. they have and the biggest thing with the Niners that they love cuz cuz one of the reasons why Tig fell is cuz he didn't have a great 40 time i forget exactly what it was but it was lower than the, than what you'd want he plays faster than the 40 time and that's one of the biggest things the Niners want they want they value play time over measurable time how fast do you play on the field because that's what actually matters mm-hmm. the 40 the 40 is cool but it, it's really kind of a glitz and glam what matters is the play time and just like huff he didn't run as fast as 40, but he flies in that field, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. Takes uh, the same way. Takes the same way. Yes, he does. And he plays. I mean, he plays on a different. It's just different on the field. He's a different yeah. guy on the field. And that's one of those draft cliches. But, man, is it true. No. Um. All right. We got to talk tight end. Yeah. We got to talk <laughs> tight end. The yeah. Niners took two tight ends. Yes, they the, did. For, I, I don't know if we're going to get to every pick today. Uh, But. We we should really touch on the fact they did this in round three, uh, pick one on one. They took Cameron Latu. Is it yeah. Latu or La- Latu? Latu from Latu uh, from from yeah. Alabama, and then in the seventh round with two forty seven, they took Braden Willis from Oklahoma. Yeah. So you were, I mean, we we talked before. Uh, wasn't Latu one of your guys? You 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 predicted. To, I kind of uh, so look the Niners, uh, Niners they had a meeting with him right. Not, look, the Niners. Him? I also met with Brown too. The okay. Niners didn't make it pretty. The Niners made it pretty obvious who they wanted in this draft. They really, did. yeah. They, they went off of their top thirty visits. It was pretty. It was pretty obvious who they wanted. Um, and so they, they, and so they, they drafted Cameron Latou from from Alabama. I thought it was a reach at the time. I thought I had a fifth round grade on him, but again, the Niners didn't have really a fifth round pick. They had the, the end of the fifth round, which is really the sixth. So they, they, they got a guy they really, really like in Cameron Latou. I'm not as sold on him because not a great run blocker and he has a history of drops. That's fun. Um, but but who they did pick uh, with two uh, with 247, Braden Willis. He can block. That dude can block. So I would expect Braden to have a bigger impact year one than Cameron, 100%. Especially – in are you just saying that because he's a 49er because of Kyle Shanahan are you saying because he'll be more useful to this team because he can block correct yes okay so yeah Braden Willis probably will see more time if he may so you think Braden Willis has a better chance of making the roster than uh Latu no no, they're they're both gonna make the roster I think I I, I didn't think both can make the roster 
I think that one of Dwelly or Warner is cut. Okay. I, I just or or Braden goes practice squad. Who knows? But I, I think they're gonna value Braden a lot because he can really block his block his ass off. He really can. Okay. Um, and I, I think that's important. He's also a good red zone threat. I don't know if there, I don't know if you saw there's a clip out there of him high pointing the ball in Oklahoma, can really high point a ball. Um Latu is more of um high point would a, be nicer if we still had Jimmy. That'd be uh Jimmy likes to high point balls sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um you know Jesus Jimmy. Um but Cameron plays more of kind of like Kittle, where it's kind of yards after the catch, run after the catch, get him the ball and let yeah. him go. Um, so I'm curious yeah, to see how he use Cameron. That. I really am. But I think that Braden kind of has a better fit scheme-wise for what they're looking for. That's kind of why they took another tight end instead of another offensive tackle. They said it in the presser we just went through as well, that they weren't going to take an offensive tackle just to take an offensive tackle. Uh-huh. And so instead, they took a tight end who can block, which is basically an extra offensive tackle. And this is a uh, block first offense, really. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. If you don't block, you're not getting on the first. offense. I'm telling yes, you right now. Very true. Brandon Ayuk has become his blocking alone. He, I mean, we could we we're not, are we even going to touch on him? He thought he was traded. Ayuk thought he was being so traded the other day. That was so and, funny. Yeah, and that would have been terrible because there's so much talk about him, and I'm I'm so glad he's on the team. Instead, they pick up his uh, fifth year option. Niners are never so, trading him. Niners no. are never trading him. No, okay. no, I don't. I don't. I don't right think now. anyone thought that, but there was a oh, lot of people, people. Did there was not? Niners was having a meltdown. They thought because because he was there was a rumor that he liked the post of him in a New York Jets, New York Giants jersey, and all this stuff. They were like making like they're gonna let Brandon Ayuk go. They're gonna trade him because they can't afford him. And I go, why would they trade Brandon Ayuk? They're trying to win a title. Why would they trade their yeah. best receiver last year? He's literally their best route running receiver, and it's not really that close. Okay. He, I told everyone before before last year, I said on Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross in the morning, which by the way, six ten, hit it up. Um, little plug, 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 plug. Um, who? Wait, Carmichael? Who? I don't know. Him. Carmichael? Who? I don't know who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, anyway, I, that is. I love giving Carmichael stick. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I I told them last year during training camp that I said Brandon Ayuk is the best route runner, best route runner on this offense. They looked at me like perplexed. They're like, "You're kidding." I'm like, "No, no, watch this season," and he proved it. Because Debo is used more as a, a offensive weapon. Not- yeah, utility guy. He's a utility. Yeah. He's a Swiss Army knife. Yep. Uh, he's not an elite route runner, Debo. Mm-hmm. If you had to give him a knock, but uh, he gets open because he's such a brute force. Yeah, and that's the and the elite guys, even if they're, they're not, you know, described as route runners, the elite guys know how to get open, and that's what makes Debo so elite. Cooper Cup, yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup immediately comes to mind. Cooper Cup can run routes though. That yeah, run routes. he is he is one of the best route runners I've ever seen. Yeah, I I you man, his routes are crispy. If he could just figure out how to not drop critical touchdowns, that's about it. Um, but yeah. I you my guy ASU Rockland native as well. I you I should say. Um, love that guy. Love Brandon. I'm I did not know Ayuk was a Rockland guy. Yes, he's from Rock. Well, he, he was born in Rockland. He grew up in in Reno. He went to McQueen High School. Okay, yeah. Okay. But he was he was born in Rockland. So he is a Sacramento nine one six guy through through. Shout out Reno too. I love Reno. Yeah, shout out Reno. I love. Um, Reno. He also went to Sierra College. I should say that Brandon Ayuk went to Sierra oh, College. So so did my dad. We're just making <laughs> all these connections today. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, so there, Niners there is used a to have practices at. Sierra yeah. College. I don't know if you knew that. What's that? Niners used to have practices at Sierra College. In oh yeah, the 80s I know all about and, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a pair of Jerry Rice's gloves from from that era. Oh, look at you. Yeah, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine them doing that now. 
It would be crazy. No, no. That'd be crazy. Just driving by on what Granite Bay or whatever that is and looking over yeah. and being like, oh my God. Okay. There's George Kittle. Oh, there's Trent Williams. Yeah. They're just right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine that either. It'd be, no, it'd be crazy. And it's also way hotter here, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah. I couldn't, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, the tight ends, it was a surprise to go to tight end, but not really because they like to use two tight, they like to use three tight end setups. And they want to get cheaper. They want to get younger at the position. They don't know how much longer Kittle has. You know, he takes a lot of a lot of punishment. You know, he's going to be 30 this year. And he's also impossible to replace. Yes, it's George Kittle. He's pretty much impossible yes. to replace. But you just don't know how long he has left, you know? And the Niners are having cap issues already. You know, they have a potential out next year. I'm not going to say that they're looking to move Kittle. I'm just saying there is an out in his contract after the, uh, in 2024. Um, and this is a, uh, this tells me with these two tight ends that they're looking at the possibility of adding more weapons next to him, because if he does get hurt again, we have options. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the picks were, except for one, were all defensive. So we can real quick, you want to touch on, uh, Ronnie Bell, another, another Michigan guy before we, (laughs) yeah, that would surprise me. I, I like it, but it surprised the heck out of me. Watch that. Um, Ronnie Just Bell's going to be a special teamer. He's going to probably be a gunner um, on special teams. Maybe a practice squad guy. Who, who knows? But Ronnie's not going to be a, a featured guy in this offense, probably. He's going to be a special teamer at best, I think. No, because Danny Gray, I mean, definitely is, is in front of him. In, you know, obviously. You would, you would hope so. But again, yeah, it comes yeah. to Danny Gray wanting to block. And Danny Gray doesn't want to block, really. Yeah. So we'll see. I, Ronnie does. Ronnie will block. Ronnie is a, is a utility knife. He can do a lot of things. And that's what they like the most about him is that they had him at like a fifth round grade, I believe, or something like that. Um, and Let's check. and they got him in the seventh. And, you know, when you're drafting late like that, you don't want to. Sixth round projection, but yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. But <clears throat> they wanted they wanted to get guys that were going to make the roster with, 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 with the late picks. Okay. That was why they didn't take an offensive tackle. Because they didn't think they were, they were going to make the roster. They didn't think they were ones better than Jalen Moore, than, better than Colton McKivitz, better than Matt Pryor. They they wanted to draft guys who could make the roster. And Ronnie Bell could absolutely make the roster. Yeah, he's a guy who shows a lot of grit, too. Um, he had an ACL tear in college. Yep, um, he did. Recovered from that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Special teams is where he'll make his, his money at first. Similar to Hufunga, actually, where yes. he really you know got his start – Worked his way up, and yeah, he could probably, you know, take that spot from Danny Gray. Danny Gray was not very prominent last year at all. He was barely yeah. on the field. So, doesn't block. That, I think you that'll block, be your feature. That's yeah, something. that'll be something to uh, to look out for. That'll be a, a small little storyline, but something something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, all right, now we're talking defense. The rest of the time, yes, who do you, who do you want to get into first? You want to get into our our front line guy. Uh, uh, Robert Beal. Who who are you least excited about that uh, of the guys left? Of the guys we haven't talked about, yeah. We have one. My least excited about one, two, three, four. We only have four. Yeah, four four guys left. Who who are you least excited about? Um, Jalen Graham. Okay, why is that? Oh, he's the he was our last pick. Jalen Graham, linebacker out of Purdue. And they well, really like Jalen Graham, but yeah. they also pick D Winters over him. I like D Winters more. I, I think D Winters is gonna is gonna build the Aziz Al Alshire role this year. 
I, I do. I think he's great. Um, he also he also kind of has a, a nose for the ball, and he said in his in his presser when we talked to him, he said, you know, I model my game after Fred Warner. I I, I watch Fred Warner clips. I, I that's that's kind of how I see as my you game. should as you should as, as a, you should. I, I think that's going to really benefit him. I think that him wanting to be more like Fred is a good thing. You know, yeah. he's high is five foot eleven, uh, weights two two twenty seven. He's got to get big, bigger. He's got to get more weight on him, but. I think playing that sub linebacker role is absolutely a thing for him this year. And and I think it's going to make sense because he's able to fly around the field too. He's fast as can be. He's a speed rusher. You know, they like to call blitzes with on the outside linebacker, you know, Dre Greenlaw or, uh, or winters. Now um, they want to bring guys in and cause confusion for the offensive line from the defense. And with Steve Wilkes there, I think D winters is going to do a great job. And I think it was a good pick. I really do. Well, the league, the it's trending more and more towards the smaller, faster linebacker. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we're heading. So that size isn't ridiculous, but that's obviously why we're one of the main reasons why he was such a later pick. Yep. Uh size, but you know, that that's fixable to a point. Even Wait's easy. Wait's easy. Just go left. It's easy. Yeah, let's go eat Burger King. Let's yeah, let's let's go do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's go pack some on. Um but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not upset with a small, small, faster guy. Jalen Graham, I'll be honest, I don't I don't really know much about not him. Enough. Uh probably I mean he's he's not gonna make obviously he's not gonna make the roster, but will he clear waivers? Who who knows? Um He might make the roster. I'm just gonna say that. They both they but they they there was a toss up between um, Winters and Graham for them when they were talking, okay. and they ended up choosing Winters because of the style. But when they saw Jalen Graham still available yeah. at seventh, they went, "We're not, we're not passing on this time. We're taking the guy because of talent. They want to take guys that could make the roster, and Jalen Graham absolutely can make the roster as a fourth linebacker." Okay, well, let's talk our other, uh, our other backfield guy, or um, secondary guy, Daryl Luter, uh, cornerback, yeah. South Alabama, the only Sneaky corner good. Niners took. Um, Sneaky good pick here. Sneaky good pick. Why is that? Uh, he's a physical guy. He's a physical corner. Okay. He likes to do press. He could he could probably get a new better in zone heavy scheme, which is what the Niners are going to run anyway. Real but quick, he, physical in the way Traverius Ward's physical, in the way that he's a run stopper. What what do you mean? Physical in the way that he likes playing press. Okay. He likes getting up on the on, on the corners, which is which is on the receivers, which is what which is what the Niners like doing. They like having their corners up on receivers. Okay. They like causing disruption at the line of scrimmage. And Luter has that ability. Absolutely. 91 total tackles. Um, uh, 18 pa- passes, de- pass defenses. I mean, obviously, he played for South, South Alabama, playing the Sun Belt Conference. It's a lower conference, yes. But the tape is there. He had a good he had a good, um, a good Shrine Bowl. He had, he had good workouts. He had good meetings. And he, he, he just kind of feels like a grown-up already. And I don't know totally if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think he's going to come in with a real mentality of like, I can make this roster. I can, you know, get ahead of these guys to be the third guy, the fourth guy. I can play nickel. You know, he he's versatile. He can go nickel. He can go outside. And that's what the Niners like. They like guys that can be versatile. And that's exactly what Luter can be. And so I, I loved the pick when they did it. They needed to take a corner. And that was probably the best one left at, at, in the fifth round. Yeah, and he's he he's aggressive, but he's huge too. He's he's six, six four, four. Uh, almost two hundred fifty pounds. 
Just, I mean, he. Wait, wait. No, no, he's six foot. When he... Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I'm looking at. That was so stupid. I was looking at. The, I was looking at the wrong stats. You looking at Beal? Yes, I was. How, you, yeah. you are. You just. You know your stuff so well. You knew that I, was Beal immediately. Beal's a freak. We'll get to Beal in a second. Yeah, well, yeah, I got yeah. a funny story on Beal too. I was like, Jesus, he's giant. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, press corner. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're so right. That's such a such a Shanahan Niners thing. It's a Steve Wilkes thing. All the defensive yeah. picks they had were Steve Wilkes blueprint. It really was. And I love Steve Wilkes. I love what he does with defenses. And and, and I think that it's going to work out with the Niners because it's going to be a, a little tweak the last year in terms of scheme and what they're calling. But it's going to be a similar thing because they have such a good defense already. And so mm-hmm. Steve's just adding his kind of flair to the Niners' stake, you know? And that, that's what's going to happen here. And I, I think that Luter fills that role absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's move to that uh, giant monster, Robert Beale Jr. Yes. Give me, so, your, th- give me your thoughts first because I got a story. I think he's just he, – I mean, just having a huge guy like that. Yeah. Is nice having a presence like that. Uh, I, 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 I think it kind of changes the game plan a little bit if you're running at a guy that size. Passing, obviously, you're going to be more of a weakness. I think the bigger you are, mm-hmm. that's why these linebackers are getting smaller. Yep. But uh, just bringing just the giant presence on defense has something alone. Has is is something to to watch look he's listed as a linebacker he played outside linebacker in college for georgia he's not going to play the nfl he's going to play defensive end he's going to play pass rusher that's yeah. what he's built for okay this guy ran a 44740 at 255 pounds an 83 yep. inch wingspan niners love guys <laughs> with physical traits yeah. okay yeah. They yeah. like the guys of physical elite traits because what can they do well? What is Chris Kosarek really good at? Coaching. And if the guys just listen and take the coaching, they will turn into blue chip players. Look at Samson Epicom. Look at Charles Amenahue. Look at Arden Key. All those guys were cast offs. Carrie but they Hyder. had but yeah. they had elite traits that Chris Kosarek figured out and turned them into blue chip productive players. Not all pros, not you know, Hall of Famers, defensive end, nothing like that. But they got those guys all got paid this year. They got paid multi-year contracts this year. Not many you. Um, but but Ebucom, Ebucom got three years worth like twenty seven million. That's this nine is, million. This a is a topic me and you have been going back and forth on too for mm-hmm. for a while now, for at least a few weeks. The Niners being able to get these guys on their D line and getting them paid somewhere like I believe that Cleveland Farrell will be that this year for the Niners. He will not be with the Niners next year because I think he will have, I mean, it's not saying much, but it's best season in the NFL that will get him paid somewhere else. Uh, But yeah, I don't, this Robert Beal's not stealing anyone's job, but he is being put into the depth and will be a rotation guy for like, I could say that pretty confidently. Yeah. Him and Drake Jackson are going to be so much fun at camp. Yeah, it'll, it'll so be cool. much fun at camp. Okay, mm-hmm. the athleticism that these guys possess is top top tier. Yeah, and Beals was 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 a six year player at Georgia. He was at Georgia for a long, long time. Okay, and he never got to start because they had so much good talent. All right, they had so much good talent. You saw a draft this year: Nolan Smith, 
uh, Keely Ringo, uh, Jalen Carter. They, they have so much talent on the defensive line and the defensive in general. But what Robert Beal can do, he might be a little raw in terms of like having like actual like moves and technique and stuff. But his power and his speed, you can't teach that. You Here's a quote from him too. This literally, I just opened my phone. It's the first thing I saw was. We always watch the top pass rushers, and Nick Bosa was one of them. So he's he's watching a lot of Niners yeah. film. He knows Bosa. I mean, literally <laughs> every defensive player, no matter your position, should probably watch Bosa film just to know, just to see the kind of work ethic you need to have and the kind of player you need to be. Yeah. But it's great. It's great having that connection when players talk about you know other players on like you know players coming in talking about Niners on the roster and looking up to them that's awesome but now you're here so yeah. now they're your coworkers they're your teammates it's time to quit <laughs> you know i, I yeah. would say idolizing them but work with them and learn from them in new ways which is exactly the best best thing that could happen to you yeah um, and, and yeah sorry and just no 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 or say sorry um, and just, uh, I'm a, Robert Beal had the best interview today. I'm just going to it was the funniest interview and just okay. for one moment. So he said that he grew up being a Niners fan. I don't know if you know this. He no. grew up a four Niners fan. We didn't know this either. Uh, so he's from Georgia. So we were like, how, what's the connection there? He's like, well, you know, certain players, obviously Dion was a Falcon, then became a Niner, all that stuff. Um, but he goes, he goes, People, someone asked him, they go, who'd you watch growing up uh, for the 49ers? Who was somebody you like modeled your game after? Who'd you watch growing up? He goes, oh, I, I can't think of his name right now. And then he looks at us and he goes, he goes, the one that got in trouble a lot. And we, and we all just go, <laughs> all Alden the, Smith? Yeah, 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 Alden yeah. Smith. And yeah. we just, I just, I'm yeah, cracking yeah. up That's because funny. he said Alden Smith. And he goes, the one that got in trouble a lot. And yeah. I just started crying no, laughing. Alden Smith. Oh man, I forget. Oh, I forget who said this. This sucks. But they said Alden Smith, a really like respectable player, said that Alden Smith was one of the most freak, most impressive, talented guys they've ever oh, seen in yeah. their life. And it's so upsetting that he just can't get it together. Yeah, it was so. Trust me, Alden Smith. That's why I haven't given because Alden Smith's a freaking freak. Okay, Alden was a freak. Yeah, just player and like all of them was incredible in the NFL. All right, for the years that he was, you know, right of mind, he was incredible. Yeah, on the Niners, he still holds the sack record. Yeah, okay. Alden Smith still holds the sack record for the 49ers for mm -hmm. a single season. It's him. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, so those are oh, we didn't miss anyone, right? That's all that I know. We went out of order there, but uh, yeah, no, no, I think we, we touched we on everyone. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to real quick before we get out of here. Javon yeah. Kinlaw, his fifth option, fifth year option was not picked up. Not surprising. Yeah, not surprising. Uh, it sucks that you know it hasn't worked out for him very well. He's just been a you know a, a rotation guy. He's been it, hurt. He, yeah, he's been hurt. He's been hurt. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, and it, it's it's tough, but that's just something. Yeah, keep an eye on. They didn't pick him up. Um, I believe that's pretty much all the Niners news. Um, yeah, the Niners. Lewis Riddick with the I don't. Did you hear this? A friend showed me this yesterday. The Lewis Riddick, oh, he's a great analyst, great great football player. He's so smart, 
but he he had a Rich Eisen moment with the Seahawks this week in their pick, and he said the Seahawks are winning the West. They're probably going to win the West, and I just want him to know that they're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put that out in the ether. They're not going to win the West. This Why year. are they winning the West? I'm curious. Uh, I believe it was because they took um, what the, the cornerback. Um, he was so. Well, are you saying why aren't they? Yeah, why aren't they going to win the West? Uh, because the Niners are going to crush them. The Niners <laughs> are going to crush Seattle. I hate the Seahawks so much, Emil. I hate them so much, and to say that is like, like the Chiefs. I get it. I get it. I dude, I get they're, it. They're I not. They're not beating. They're they're not winning the West. Okay, they're not winning the West. I'll say that they'll be second or third. Okay, be I'll, second. There's not. They're not being third. They'll be second. I guarantee you that. They're I think they take it. I. 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 You know, I'm, tell, I'm, really, I'm telling you, Nate. I'm telling you right now. They had a really good draft. Okay, and I, really I'll tell you draft. that I. I hate them so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. I hate them. I hate P. Carroll. Uh, I and it's hard. It's really hard for me. Uh, so I just want to get that out there, Lewis Riddick. You're wrong. They're not going to. He said he might have said they might win the West. But I'll get on this soapbox here. I'll do my little my little spiel. This is my Nate's corner for the week. Yes, it Seattle is. Seattle will not win the NFC West. Can I write? I'm going to write that down and stick it somewhere. Like to do on TNT. Please. Okay. I mean, if injury, always barring injury, but yeah. like, yeah, we could do the little TNT note thing where they t- yeah. put notepads up. And That's actually a heck of a good idea. For we season. should do that. Yeah, before yeah. the season starts. We should do that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, make some bold predictions, some guarantees. Guaranteed. Uh, uh, but yeah, Seattle will not win the NFC West. That is my number one on on the sticky notes. Okay, uh, I have to ask you this question then. Okay, <laughs> who's the quarterback for the 49ers this year? Uh, actually, I was asked that yesterday, and I'm just going to keep it nice and simple here. I'm just going to say Brock Purdy. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's not. It's, oh, we didn't even talk about Lamar Jackson. But, you know, we didn't do our weekly Lamar Jackson thing, but I'm sure you're happy for him. He got paid. Highest paid player. He deserved it. He, he what, deserved $5 million it. more guarantee than Jalen Hurts, right? Ten. Ten. Okay. Oh, five, no, five more guaranteed, but ten million more overall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and I know the guaranteed money was the thing everyone's talking about. It's the thing we were talking about. Yep. Just going through here, kind of wrapping up things that happened this week. That's that's kind of it, though. I mean, I just, yeah, that's kind of right. I, Antonio Brown tweeted. No one knows if he's actually playing for the Ravens or not. That guy's a psycho. Uh, <laughs> we really don't know with him what, what he's, he's doing. Off the rails right now. <laughs> Yeah, we're at the end of the show, so you know we start to uh, go crazy. Last but, thing I will say before we log off here: the Niners are in the market for players right now. They've already sent a couple offensive linemen off of, off of the un- undrafted free agent market. Yeah, um, they drafted the running back, not not drafted. They've signed, I should say. They signed a running back as well, and I believe a wideout too. I'm looking oh, through man. line. That's another right thing now. I forgot to talk about this. I w- so I sent you a text earlier in the day. Who I thought I think what was that in the before the was that before the draft started? I thought. They I were going to so. take a quarterback and O line, or I I was curious to see if they do something with the O line. Yeah, uh, wasn't really sure who was available, but they didn't take anyone from the O line, and I was pretty sure they'd take a quarterback just to, just just because, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not take a quarterback at all in this draft. Obviously, we got this far, but uh, thrilled. I guess before we get out of here, Dorian Thompson Robinson ends up going to Cleveland. That was the guy they wanted. 
Yeah, that was the guy they wanted. Fifth round guy. He went too early in the fifth for them. Yep. Uh, he will be backing up, presumably, Deshaun Watson. Maybe starting. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that's that's kind of everything. I feel I feel like. Look, I I because the Niners did not take a quarterback, right? They didn't take a quarterback because of that. I'm going to give a small vote of confidence to Trey Lance. Okay, I think that's more than a lot of people would. No, I, no, I, I, I get but, it, yeah. but they didn't take quarterback. They didn't even sign one. They'll, they'll, they probably will. They're, they're, but, they, but they said even in, in the in the post draft meeting that they feel pretty confident with the guys they have right now going into camp. That they, they feel pretty good that Brock Purdy is going to be okay, and they want to see what Trey versus Darnold is. They really do. They I'm totally see, fine with that. I am totally fine with that. As am I. I think that's what yeah. they should do. There yeah, was no, I, yeah, there was no need. There was no, there was no need to get another quarterback. There really wasn't to draft the draft another one, especially. Like, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping to have quarterback carousel the whole time? Like, yeah, worst case want? scenario, Darnold plays a few, and he lo- that's worst case scenario, right? Is Darnold playing right? That it depends on who you talk to, but in my opinion, yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess worst case scenario, the world explodes, we all burn alive. That's worst no, case. The, scenario. Worst case scenario, the Trey Lance plays and is god awful. That's yeah. that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, so that 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 is worst case scenario, but I figured like somehow Trey's out and we get to Darnold because I'd assume Trey is going to get the shot. Uh, he's going to win know. camp. I, I I don't know. That's what I. I that's no, what I'm, I'm that's telling you right game. now. I have no clue who's winning yeah. camp. No, I have no clue right now who has the job right now. Like yeah. I've heard Darnold has the edge for some reason, even though there's another playbook. You never know with these guys. Oh my god! Yeah, the <laughs> off season is going. These off seasons. I'm so happy the Kings are in the playoffs. Not only just because the Kings are in the playoffs, but because it's distracting from all this, uh, you know, Niners drama that's going to fill up. We're just going to have another one of these off seasons. So yeah, it's going to be months and months of this. Which hey, it's good content. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to get stressed out. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry. It's going to be great. Nate, you are just on fire today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, the you. Niners do this to me. The Niners, the Niners are my heart and soul. They they are they every Sunday is a war. Is a war and it's it's screaming, it's yelling. I'm sure my parents, neighbors hate me. I go over there, I watch I try to watch every game with my dad. So I'm just, you know, I'm just just yelling F bombs at the TV and awesome. it's, it's what it is, you know, it's That's what awesome. it is. Uh, that see that's the mark of a true fan when you when you yeah. curse at the TV because even though they can't even hear you, that is the mark of a true fan right there. I yeah, for that. yeah, it's it's me and the Kings. Yeah, we've banned people from coming over just because it's oh, not man. fun to watch with people, and I'm not fun to watch with. Apparently, is what I've been told. <laughs> so, uh, uh, sure, I I I get that. I get yeah. That. Um, I get that. but that that's where that's where we're at. You know, I'm getting all riled up at the end here. And that's good. That's fine. That's I am a true fan, and I appreciate you saying that. No, you are, and that's why I wanted you as my co-host because right. this yeah. this passion is needed for this podcast. <laughs> the passion, hundred percent. The passion's here because I, I I feel you, man. I get it because the Niners also make some perplexing moves, and so we're gonna end this with a grade. And I'm gonna ask you as a fan, what would you grade the Niners' 2023 NFL draft? Um, with what they were given. Barring that they have no, they had no first, second, fourth round picks. Uh, they made a trade. All, all things given, I, with my, you know, ignorance, I would say just a solid B. 
I sent you a text earlier. I said, I'm satisfied. I'm not depressed and I'm not thrilled. I believe that was the exact text I sent to you. Yes, it was. And that is basically how I feel still. That was before the draft ended. Um, so yeah, a solid B. I have the same grade as well. Okay, great. We're on the same page here. Yep. And with that, we are going to wrap up uh, the 2023 NFL draft recap for the San Francisco 49ers. This is the return of the empire podcast. If you have not listened to us before, if you don't know who we are, I am Emiliano Milfergoso. Hit us up on Twitter at Emiliano Fergoso, as well as at Sacktown Sports. If you're not following Sacktown Sports, what are you doing? Yeah, watch a- my videos I'm making, guys. I'm making these <laughs> videos of all the King stuff. And, like, these other stupid videos get more likes than me, and I get jealous. I get so jealous, guys. Give my stuff likes. Yeah. Give him, give his stuff likes. Come on, y'all. Give yeah. his stuff likes. Come on now. Yeah. Come on, So, guys. with that being a do, Nate, it was a pleasure talking to you as always. It's uh, always we, fun. We will be back next week with another episode of the Return of the Empire podcast. Uh, but for now, have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Stay safe out here in Sacramento or wherever you listen to this. And have a good one.